My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. Hi, I'm Jamie. Jess. I'm Sean. And I'm Rachel. And welcome to episode 11. Today we are talking about the Necromancer, the cover, the summary, and the first chapter. And you probably noticed we have a special guest with us tonight. Rachel is filling in for Chris, who is vacationing in Hawaii right now. Boo. I could just trade places with her. That would be okay, too. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Rachel. I wasn't doing you. I was doing Chris <laughs> in, in, in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why this time he's not being replaced, so we can't make fun of him. Exactly, exactly. So let's see. Yeah, I'll still make fun of Jeff, though, so don't worry, listeners. There'll be plenty of that. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring out all, all the predictions that she had wrong. So we get a little bit, of, little bit of payback going on here. I'm sorry, Jeff. We've moved beyond that. Uh, all right. I guess I haven't let it go yet. I have well, to keep the, we have to keep the testosterone level even here, so... Jeff and I have to maintain the status quo. Don't regardless, like being regardless of what little Miss Brittany has to say on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like being outnumbered. All right. Me and Brittany ganging up on Jeff and I on Facebook. Oh, I re- was she really? I can yeah, re- she was. I didn't see that. Smart. I even told her I would pass on the message. Yes, yeah, <laughs> We are listening. So we have lots of news, so I'm going to pass it on to Sean. I don't know if it's lots of news, but... Um, as you all are probably well aware, Michael Scott's tour is well underway, especially when this actually airs. But hopefully you can see him or have already seen him at a city near you. Uh, be sure to tell us all about it on the forums. If you do get to attend one of his events, maybe he might uh, reveal something or something. I have no idea. And um, on that tour, there is a few um, of the stops on the upcoming tour that several of the Portal members, team members, will be attending – there's going to be – I'm probably not going to make it out until a second leg if he makes it up my way to the Boston area. Um, nothing's confirmed yet. We only have those confirmation dates that have been posted on the forums. But I believe there are a few of the team members that will be making it to the ones that are already announced. Jeff, Jamie, I believe you're going to be able to make it to one, right? Yeah, I'm going to um, the Pittsburgh stop. Uh, so Pittsburgh, avoid Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, if you don't, yeah, exactly. Um yeah, that's going to be on October the 26th, so that's like, what, two weeks from you're listening to this? So if you're in the Pittsburgh area, come on out and uh, say hi. And I will be in Chicago the day after with uh, Tammy, who is Luna Aquavirgo on the forums. So if you're in the Chicago area, stop by, see Michael Scott, come say hi to us. Which the Chicago location has actually changed, correct? Yes, it is now in Downers Grove, I believe. How far is that from the original spot they were going to have it at? I think it's like 10 miles. Oh, okay. So it's not like this huge like cross-city thing? No. No, it's not very oh, far okay. apart. That's good. And, uh, you know, if you don't know if um, any of the confirmed locations are near you, um, you can go on the portal. Uh, the main page on the portal right now has a link to the forum where um, all of the stops are listed. 
with uh, addresses, uh, phone numbers, dates, and pretty much everything you would need to know. So uh, if you haven't checked that out yet, you jump on the forum and, uh, and check out what, where and when he's uh, coming near you. Hoping for some Northern California stops, but uh, he Too said that he there. came out here last time. So I don't think I, I, I don't, I don't think I can fly to any of the others, unfortunately. And he's not being fair. He just doesn't want to go back to Northern California again. No. <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> he spent too much time here. Wrote about this too much. Decided he got burned out. Is that what you're telling exactly. me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he's burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. His last oh. trip, trip to Alcatraz. Uh, I don't know what exactly went on, but he's on the back in the apparently he didn't like it. <laughs> no, I'm not, yeah. Well, if you guys can't make it to a tour stop, but you have questions you'd like asked, uh, feel free to email me. I'll be happy to try and ask them at the tour stop. Yeah, so. email Jamie. I, I, I don't, I don't want to ask you questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I don't. Don't email me. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll be happy to ask them if. Kidding. If I can. <laughs> You're right. I'm not. All you're going to do is, like, steal the questions. You get emailed and be like, oh, that one's really good. I'm going to ask it to Michael. (laughs) Yeah, I had this really good question that I thought of. (laughs) Wink, wink. Jeff will claim credit. Exactly. I'll give credit where credit is due. Sure. In other news, as you all may be or may not be aware, but the uh, Necromancer release date was pushed back another month to uh, May 25th. It's no longer coming out in April, which was the original when it first was announced where the cover release and the date release was a surprise to even Michael. Yeah. Uh, which, so, you know, I'm thinking that might be mostly why the release was pushed back because they were like, oh, we weren't supposed to release this in April. It was supposed to be May. Well, so I think yeah, I mean, didn't yeah, Michael have May originally? Look. Yeah. I mean, if it's pretty much supposed look. to be May for every book. Exactly. That's, that's what I, we've even gone on the portal. He said, you know, May of every year. So, you know, he was. He was rather surprised by that, that it was in April. And I don't know if, you know, he's got the kind of pull that he just called up and said, hey, you guys messed up. You need to fix that. And they did. But it could have been a contractual. It was, it was, yeah, it was ironic that, you know, what, two days later they pulled the page. Yeah. And didn't go back up for like, I don't know, two weeks or something. Probably down for like two weeks. And when it comes back up, it's got a new May 25th release date. So. I don't think. I mean, he even. I think it was it was the other day he tweeted something about he was how he was nearing the end of the necromancer. Right. So I mean, and also you know if you guys are on the on the Twitter as these kids are calling it these days, Michael's on there. <laughs> the portal is on there. We are on there as Flamel's portal. Michael's on there as Flamel author. Um, so feel free to come on there and follow us. Um, Michael tends to post little hints and things like that every now and then, and sometimes he's posting tips and tricks for the. Uh, fellow writers out there but yeah, and sometimes he posts where he's where he's working or or you know if he's hanging out at a local library or cafe on his tour and says you know i'll be here for another hour if you want to come by and say hi which is which a really is cool, cool thing for him yeah, to very do cool. very cool people will be showing up like an hour and one minute later <laughs> rifling through the trash trying to <laughs> throw out pages <laughs> looking for uh scribbled on napkins right <laughs> And uh, the next big news was uh, the release of the synopsis for the Necromancer, which is part of the topic for today's discussion. So we won't talk about it too much now. But that was kind of a bit of a surprise release. Uh, now the synopsis is as far as synopsis, synopsi, <laughs> synopsi. That's good. Synopsi. I like that. 
<laughs> anyway, no that's correct. The, the, the synopsis is I. I don't know that they're. I don't believe that they're written by Michael. I believe they're written by either agent, editor, publisher, etc. Um, I'm pretty sure you're right about that because I think he made a post on the um, portal sometime way back when we first got this information on the sorceress. This kind of information. There was a lot of wrong information. Yeah, there was. There was some wrong information on there. Gilgamesh is an elder and things like that. He was. You don't know that anything is uh, wrong or not on this one, but (laughs) I hope it's all right because it looks good. (laughs) And uh, I believe that's. that's our news updates. Am I right? Any anybody got anything else? No, I think that about covers it. Yeah, that's about it. Kind of news related. Um, apparently, we won't be uh, eliminating the random quote, as we said. Well, I mean, not per our stipulation that we gave on the uh, previous show. We said that if Jay Myers won again, that we would eliminate the uh, the contest there and you know crown him some ultimate. Quote getter person <laughs> come up with a new game. <laughs> well, he didn't actually win, and there's still a little mystery surrounding that. We may we may talk about, but actually, uh, Sean, who is also known as Aquos, he was the first one. He was the first one in with the uh, correct information on the uh, on the random quote. So we will be keeping it up here for at least another month. See how it goes. But what do you guys think Just, about Jay Myers' email? He sent an email I mean, saying hey, – he sacrificed himself for the good of the cast. That's what he says. He says yeah. he, um, he didn't seem answer. To like it, you know, we got to get some more people to play too here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like if you're listening to the show late, like it's a couple days after the release and you're listening to it. Still, I mean, you think someone's already sent in the right quote? It doesn't matter. Just send in an email, you know, even just to say, hey, you know, I like playing this game, even if I don't answer. Because, um, you know, we get, we say we get four, maybe five responses yeah. on it. Yeah, you know, just because, lot. you know, people, you know, do you like playing in your own head, even though they don't submit it? You know, let us know. Right. Yeah, that's 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 a very good point. Because if people like doing the research or like playing the game, but don't get around to sending the email, it's still entertaining for folks. Well, maybe we should have not the first person that sends in the response, but a random person that sends in the response wins. Oh, oh that's a good solution. How about that? A random winner for the random quote. So then everybody's got a fair shot. So. Sure. Yeah, Sounds absolutely. Well, why don't we uh, spice up the the pot a little bit for the random quote winner and the random random quote winner. <laughs> and the uh, person who wins... Next month, not the first person, and we're going to do a, a random drawing of from everyone that's submitted. But the winner of the random quote will get one of our bookmarks that we're having made up. Oh, oh yeah. that's very cool. That would work. I mean, I would if I was just random listening person that didn't send in emails. I would probably send one in if if I was uh, you know in a drawing for uh, for a free bookmark. Absolutely. And since they don't these have the to be first in, the fans voted on. So you know they like these bookmarks. This is true, and they're very nice bookmarks, by the way. So, yeah, good idea, Sean. Alrighty. And with that, I think we've got some uh, some emails to go over. Yes, we have quite a few because we didn't get to do any last month. So, yeah, if you sent them in in the last month and a half, I guess you probably got your email on the show. So, first email says, hello, Awakenings podcasters. First, I want to say that I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I vote every month on Podcast Alley. Keep up the good work. Thank you for voting. 
very much. We appreciate that because some of you guys have been slacking, I've noticed. And again, you know, we're not the number one Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Smell podcast. We'll stop. We'll stop podcasting. Yeah, Sean's just going to keep plugging that until one day it doesn't work. Right, until one day someone else decides to start doing a podcast that happens to have 12 friends. <laughs> Anyways, he says, uh, I've been listening on my iPod at work so I can stay up to date on the latest and greatest Fumel news. I was listening to the podcast about auras again, and I remember that I went to a website that had a pretty in-depth test for discovering your aura colors. I used it and combined my strongest colors to get my aura dark green. And that was from Joshua Mears or Mr. Mears on the forum. I wonder what that website was. As of late as well. There's a lot of sites out there that, that do uh, aura quizzes, and I'm sure there's a lot I of really good ones out there. So Okay. I just <laughs> used ours. <laughs> All right, and our next email, hi, Jamie, Jeff, Sean, and Chris. First of all, thank you, in capital letters, for these wonderful podcasts. They're so great. I actually found myself laughing out loud while listening to your latest podcast about our lovely Paranel. Great job. I'd also like to say, shame on you. Come on, guys, seriously? When you comment on a QOM answer by Alicia about Paranel's ability to turn metal into liquid, she turns some of the iron bars into liquid when she's being followed by Nereus and Alcatraz. So it's not just the burning car, remember? Oh, and my answer on the QOM, I thought you were asking about where the part about Paranel's powers were we mentioned was from. That would be everywhere. But no, I myself am from Denmark. Thanks again for all the good stuff you do with the podcast and the forum. Emily, Warrior Scat Hatch 17. Now, where exactly was that when she's being chased by Nereus that it's the liquid melts the bars? It was sometime after. Because I thought she wasn't. Oh, was that when it's the, the metal. The ladder? The, the yeah. liquid was drip, dripped down onto his like tentacles, I guess, and like burned him? Yeah, yeah. and I think it, she was okay. climbing a, a metal ladder. Right, know, like right. Built Getting a ladder. Like storm, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and the minute I saw this email, I was like, you know what? <laughs> we totally blew it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for pointing that out, you know, setting us straight. And... Still, not not her best power. <laughs> <laughs> Irregardless of the fact that she used it twice. <laughs> Still not the really cool one. Uh, I think they were all pretty cool. I'd be happy to have anyone. <laughs> yeah, me too, really. Paranel's lame. Forget her. Oh, I am so not going to take that bait. <laughs> yeah. Let's Our dear friend Silvertouch sent us an email. He did. Liam, a.k.a. Silvertouch, wants to know, whose dogs are those? I always hear barking in the background. Well, you well, don't hear those on this episode. Let's just well, say that. You might. <laughs> because there are, in fact, three dogs that have premiered on this podcast. Uh, two of which are Chris's. Uh, she has two pugs named Mooch and Chewy. And uh, the third is my dog named, coincidentally, Sophie. Aww. So Who likes to bite Jamie during podcasts. <laughs> she does. <laughs> which is to get quite funny. Which was hilarious, <laughs> by the way. Yes, very funny. <laughs> so, yes, but actually Sophie did not get her name from the book because I named her that prior to having read The Alchemist, so... Sure. Sheer coincidence. So I wonder if uh, Mooch and Chewy got boarded since she's in uh, Hawaii. That is a good question. No, we're just picking on Chris because she's in Hawaii and we're not. <laughs> Shall we keep mentioning that, that she's in yeah. Hawaii? Got yeah, as, as many times okay. as possible. All right. <laughs> 
I told her to bring back the sun with her. Like right in the middle of a conversation, <laughs> I'll just be like, Chris is in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> just add that in. <laughs> just, thought, just thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> and it's three hours earlier there, so it's still 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, three hours earlier from me, hours. at least. Uh, well, for me yeah. and Jeff. She's probably like sitting on the beach right now. <laughs> so did we get any uh, answering machine messages to go with these emails? We did, in fact, get one from somebody who also sent in an email, which was Mr. Mears. Awesome. Talkative voices on the forum. Was he uh, Was he talking about time? Uh, no, I don't think he was, actually. <laughs> but was he talking about the um, relativeness of good and evil? <laughs> Why don't I play it and we'll find out? Well, here we go. Cool. Hi, this is Josh. I post as Mr. Mears in the forum. I'm calling from Pasco, Washington. I just want to say that uh, I did catch episode 10 before I left for my hunting trip, and it was outstanding. Uh, laugh out loud funny. But uh, it's a good thing I was driving to the mountains on my own because the only people who thought I was crazy were the people passing me on the freeway. But that's good because I prefer that people driving... Near me on the road, live in a state of fear. You guys rock the house, keep up the good work, and uh, I've really been enjoying everything you guys have been doing. So uh just want to say, uh, Jamie and Chris, keep the boys in line. Jeff and uh, Sean, keep the girls on their toes. You guys take care. Bye. <laughs> Why does everybody uh, assume we have to be kept left in line? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they listen to the podcast. Apparently. <laughs> We're getting a bad rap, Jeff. Um, no, I think they pretty much got a spot on. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Remember, when Mr. Uh, Mears is on the road, stay off the sidewalk. Yeah, we yeah, think about it too where he's yeah. going. You know, he's he's just, he's most likely has a has a weapon with him. <laughs> so he hunts, he hunts with his bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Waits up at the tree when the that deer is, walks. That is impressive. From above, jump, jumps, drops down on him. Yeah, bites it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, he lives in Washington, after all, right? Oh, real men. <laughs> Does he sparkle? <laughs> I don't know if he sparkles. You would have to ask him. <laughs> Uh, wrong book series. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yep. Wait. Yeah, let's let's get back on the right <laughs> one. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, for the message call, Josh. Though it's uh, we we appreciate all those that we get. Yeah, feel free to leave them. No need Absolutely. for embarrassment. We won't make fun of you or anything. No, us. <laughs> mean and funny, still funny. <laughs> Again, that's still, all relative to perspective. <laughs> So we had poll question this month. Like every month. We did. Oh, yeah. We did. yeah, you know, we got we got a typical yeah, number many, of responses. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say how many how many did we get? We got oh about thirty. Twenty nine. So apparently we got at least twenty nine people who listen to the show. And I'm gonna assume there's about hundred and fifty people out there who just decide not to answer the poll. <laughs> Pretty much. Absolutely. But um the poll question was of course, which image from the cover do you think will play the largest role in the necromancer? And the death kanji won by a vast percentage. The whip got no votes because obviously Indiana Jones will have nothing to do with this book. (laughs) (laughs) The green man and the Triskel Triskel got about the same number of votes. 
people seem to think death Jesus. Yeah, how, how do you how do you pronounce that? I don't know. He made it Zyrus. up. I don't know. It's a cracker. Triscuit. <laughs> 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 Not a triscuit. <laughs> Nor I believe a tisket, but Triskeely. Triskeely. I would say it's Kel or Keel. Keel. Strickeel. I, I think Triskeel. Triskeel sounds more Celtic, doesn't it? Let's go with Triskeel. Skeel is definitely Celtic. I'm just going to call it the Three Little Spirals. I have a feeling that that Triskeel is actually Scatty's tattoo. I was going to say that too. Well, I had cool based on something. There was for some reason, oh, back during you know, well before the the sorceress had even come out. I remember I, I said something about it, I was talking about it, and that was one of the ones I picked as a potential for being hers because of things that it stood for, which I can't remember off the top of my head at the moment. But It stands for a lot of threefold um, things in mythology, three sisters, um, three phases of the moon. It can be it, – it also can be linked to three, the three mother goddesses or three sister goddesses or things like that. Given that mythology, I actually think it speaks to the Morrigan being a bigger part of this book, mm. and perhaps the 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 war between the Morrigan and her sisters, or perhaps she is a slightly different character with a different bent now that her sisters have are in ascension, her sisters have control. Maybe. And uh... actually, if it if it has to do with the. You know, the three cycles or the three phases, it could easily be Scatty's tattoo as well. See, the, the other reason I was thinking it might, it might be her, her tattoo is with the whole – all we know is that it's a Celtic spiral. Right. That's all we know about her tattoo. And mm-hmm. I've asked Michael what the tattoo is, and he, it won't, he won't tell. Right. So it's got to have Deeper some context. meaning. Yeah, there, there is Significance outside of – right. So the fact, that it hit, the fact that it's on the cover – Makes me think it it could be her her tattoo. But maybe Scatty's the necromancer. <laughs> oh, that's right. She's not real. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a post about it a while ago. That um, forget who posted it, but they were like, "No, you know what? I think the necromancer's a male." <laughs> I don't know who that or, was. Necromancer, necromancer. Necromantis. Tris, ne- never mind. But apparently, apparently the listeners don't think this this spiral in the corner is uh, very important compared to the death symbol. The death kanji. Well, you know, I mean, I, I think that having the death kanji being on the cover is pretty significant as to someone's going to die. I mean, as far why as else? The, the way I was thinking of which image will play the largest role... I wasn't so much thinking instance. I was thinking more which is going to be the most revealing plot-wise, like, and I voted for the Green Man. Like overarching theory type? Yes. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, see, I went with the gre- – I was thinking the Green Man image would be more important because everything I found on the Green Man says the Green Man is Sir Nunos, yet Michael posted that not – Fact. Right, that that's a common misperception. Is the common misperception, obviously, because there's not one thing I found. <laughs> there, said there are different. very few, but they are out there. There, there are some references to uh, Nordic mythology in the Green Man, as opposed to Celtic, that um, don't link the two of them. 
the green man is a different – he has more but to do with the change of the seasons. As I say, did it actually separate them or was it yes. more of a – okay. Yeah, it actually it, Yeah, there, it there actually are a few out there. The there are the, One being I, the and I believe – yeah, I believe that they are more of the older mythologies as well. But I mean now, the main like, reason – the main thing that kind of made – I guess it's more of a, a personal hope more than a, 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 an actual held in, in canon theory here is with the whole – the Green Man link with King Arthur story. That would be know, very cool. Thurian legend. Is it and, you know, the Green Man or Green Knight? It's the same thing. same thing. The Green Knight is the Green Man. and I mean, the Green Knight, the Green Man's been in a lot of things, but is it, it's more, I'm kind of hoping my theory pans out that I posted on the <laughs> forums, which I got a, or I could be completely off base, and I got a, you're not completely off base, which means I'm only kind of. <laughs> you're only half right the theory that Arthur is not dead because all we know leading up to saying that he's dead is that some guy in gold armor was killed by Sununos. Kernunos, well, sorry, Kernunos. First but pronounced him as Sununos. It's, it's a good guess that it was Arthur, but you know, in in as far as Arthurian legend is concerned, there was never any quote unquote proof that he actually died. No, I mean even there's like the little uh, thing about what they call him. Um, the, the once in future, uh, yeah, once in future, future yeah, once in future. Mm-hmm. Like he's coming he back was in in the legends. You know, obviously uh, on what we're led to believe on in from the story from the books is that Carnunos killed him with Claren. In the the legends, as it were, he was killed by Mordred, who was his son, nephew, something, depending on which legend you read. Right. Um, his dying breath was a shot with Clarence to Arthur's head. Arthur was not killed because supposedly with his dying breath, he commanded one of his knights to return Excalibur to the Lady of the Lake. Wow. He was then brought to Avalon to be healed. So he never dies. So my theory was that the current situation with Germain, Palamedes, Shakespeare, I believe my theory was that they are the new knights of the round table. And as and Arthur could very well be an elder rather than an immortal. And the stipulations of him granting immortality is silence. Was was my theory. I think that's possible. Palamedes is elder is is what you're saying? Yes. Or I mean Something along those lines where there's still the Knights of the Round Table. Because, I mean, as far as Elders granting immortality goes, we've only heard about Dark Elders doing it. Right. That doesn't mean they're right, absolutely. For normal Elders that can grant immortality without the, if you disobey me, I'm going to kill you stipulation. Exactly. Sean, I think we it was still you don't who... know how the contract works. Right. It could be dependent Sean, on the Elders. posted on the, on the forum about Puck. And linking the Green Man to Shakespeare and Puck in a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, yeah. I, there was something of how Puck is the mischievous god kind of thing, and there was there's there's links to the fact that Puck is could also be the Green Man. Okay, and a, as the servant of the version, King of the Fairies, a version of with you know, oh well, yes, Oberon was the King of the Fairies, and Puck was his kind of servant, as it were. So that kind of links Shakespeare to. The Green Man, and the Green Man can be linked to the Arthurian legends, 
with Gawain and the Green Knight. So there's this kind of this convoluted kind of twist and turning situation going on. And because of the whole common misconception that Pernunos and the Green Man are the same person, maybe the Green Man is one of his creations like the wild yeah, hunt. That's, that's, yeah, that was kind of what my uh, initial thought was when I was uh, reading back through the sorceress and I saw the uh, explanation of the creatures in the, the wild hunt that were, uh, you know, closing in on Stonehenge. And they said, you know, they said like with men with leaves instead of hair and, mm-hmm. and tree walking trees, which, you know, is greatly what the green man's depicted like. I also like the idea of the Green Man being another Archon, you know, that there is more than one. I definitely that, believe there's more than one, but I don't yeah. know that – I mean, yeah, we'll have to wait and see because we have this whole Hebdomad thing going too. Right, exactly. Right. But the hierarchy Which, And I don't, I don't really think anyone's really nailed the correct uh, theory behind that. Behind the Hebdomads? yeah. I don't think we'd be told if they were, though. (laughs) Are they even a different species, or are they just like the big bad archons? You know, we have the great elders, which are still elders. Right. Are they the great archons? Yeah, it's 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 completely possible. That's kind of the impression I got. There's there's several kind of um, mythologies out there on the Hedmads. and really, there's one that I found that no one's been posting about. Or has posted about yet, so there's still some more stuff out there for people to find out about them. There's there's something I found that I haven't posted about either. I've kind of been holding back on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But I did quote one of your previous you posts about you had done some research about the archons, and uh, it had yes. Hebdomad in it. It did, and that was an early that was some early research I did, um, which I'm not following that path anymore. That line of thinking anymore, but I was I was at the time. Yeah, I did see where you uh, where you brought that back up. Now uh, I want you to look for that. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are yeah, it's <laughs> more in deep into the uh, heaven meds there, guys, and uh, see what you come up with. We got some listener responses we go through. Uh, yeah, for the Q O M. Yeah, was, based on the cover, so was, what are your theories for the necromancer? Let's just uh, let's just bang these out one after another. Um, okay, I'll do the first one, I guess. And, sure, go ahead. Uh, the first one up. is from Tyro Spell from L.A., and they said it is about D because he is a necromancer. Uh, this one is from uh, Katie V, and she's from uh, New York. Uh, her response was, I think someone is going to die. I think so because the cover is creepy and death is written all over it. Fair enough. Very, very fair enough. I mean, literally, more than literally. Right, right there. Death death, death written all over it. (laughs) Um, Fuzzbin from New York, who we get, you know, we seem to, I I like that we see the repeat answers or repeat answerers. Anyways, Fuzzbin from New York is uh, definitely going down to Central America. Maybe some more of Mars's past there is. The H guy and the champion of mankind before he became <laughs> evil. I'm not even going to try to pronounce Hutich Pits Appeal. Hutich. Like Michael had said in his in one right. of his many tweets where he said he made a whole bunch of shortcuts where he types like XX and it spells out the Central American god with 47 consonants in one vowel. <laughs> non pronounceable. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, so uh, Joshua, Mr. Mears again on the forum, who's from Pasco, Washington. He makes clear that that's the state, not D.C. And his response is, my primary theory is that there will be a death of a primary character. I also predict that Shakespeare will be the necromancer. Good line of thinking. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing we're going to talk about all of these when we're done. Uh, yeah, we can. Or if you've got comments. <laughs> Uh, the next one is from, and I apologize if I butcher this name, uh, Kohatu is from New Zealand, and they said, I am really confused. Is the magician about D, or is it the necromancer? And I think, real quick to answer that, D has been identified as the magician. As far as who the necromancer is, uh, we don't really know. We know D is a necromancer, but we don't know if he is the one. Exactly. But he is de- he was, I should say, definitely the magician. Yes. yes. And he is a Fishing. necromancer, but maybe not the one in the title of the book. Correct. We can't exactly rule him out because just because you know, we haven't had a re- I guess. we haven't had a repeat, but Michael's also said this is like two trilogies. So we haven't had a repeat yet, but it doesn't mean that we it's won't. not gonna happen. That we won't. I personally don't will be D. Um seems a little obvious. Yeah, a little too obvious, if you ask me. Uh, next email is from uh, Spartacle, or Brittany, who loves my accent, by the way. Um, <laughs> Not going to let that one go either. Is, her location is that she's uh, moved to the fourth dimension now. So, yeah. That's so Spartacle there. <laughs> uh, her response is, I'm hoping the Crystal Skull will play a part in the Necromancer. Those things are just so awesome. I'm rereading the books to look for clues about the whip, and I'll post what I find if that's anything. I mean, so. I, I think the whip, I mean, even Michael said that's probably the easiest one to decode. I mean, it's got to reference the whip of snakes from Medusa that Perry has. Yeah, you know, it, it has if to. Not act, if, yeah, it's not just be representation. I know it's not, like, drawn like uh, that. It's drawn like a bullwhip, but... Right. Yeah. But the bullet could be made out of snake skin. I don't know. Well, it's also possible that the whip. I mean, I was thinking that the whip could just be more of a general representation of the control of auric energy that is represented by the couple of whips that have been formed that way in the alchemist and then in the sorceress, and that maybe it represents the additional control over auric energy in general that. The, the twins will get in the next book. Yeah. I went through and actually searched every instance of whip in the three first three books, and uh, I came up with those two, and the third one was an obscure quote uh, referring to Mars ruling over his pyramid and his guardians using whips on the slaves. So right. The other thing with... Um, well, I guess we can get into that when we're talking about the cover. Ignore me. We'll keep moving on. <laughs> keep we'll talk moving. about the cover later. All right, Sean. <laughs> P.H. Volt. Uh, Volt 220 from Orlando, Florida, a regular, another regular replier here is, um, a major antagonist will die. All right, then. Okay. Yeah. Didn't, didn't uh, say who, but, uh, it's all right. I mean, a major antagonist that really only leaves, I mean, well, you got D, Billy, well, you and got, Machiavelli. You got a few. Yeah, you got a few there. Right. Yeah. Unless, well, it depends. Is you referring to an immortal, uh, an elder? An elder. It also right. depends on your perspective, Sean. It also depends on... Your on your perspective of what you would because consider. obviously, um, <laughs> Flamel is D's antagonist. Correct. So basically, this post should read someone 
will die. Exactly, exactly. A major someone. Actor. A major someone. A major yeah. character. Yeah. Keep keeping up your uh a major agonist. <laughs> will die. Whether they're ants or pro, right. not sure. Right. Definitely be an, an agonist. Yeah. Well, Maybe cool. it'll be ant agonist. <laughs> no, oh, that's oh, ant agonist. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Make sure you pronounce these exclamation points. I was going to say, it's uh, our next one is from Lindsay with lots of exclamation points, whose location is Florida, which only got one exclamation point. And uh, her response <laughs> is, I think that this will be the darkest book yet. Uh, sure I love that you night, actually did that, Rachel, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, it will be the darkest book yet, I mean, because the cover's black. <laughs> oh, it's true. If you turn off the lights, it would be the hardest one to find. Exactly. <laughs> Minus the foil. Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> You're just mad because yeah, I'm right. Foils nothing I think it's no going to be the best shot. looking book yet. I agree. Yeah, it does. It's going to be good. one nice looking book. Yep. And it's got a funny looking man with his tongue sticking out right in the middle. <laughs> That's Jeff. <laughs> Jeff made the book. Is that me? Oh, yeah. cool. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Jeff, a.k.a. the Aztec sun guy? <laughs> exactly. No, just goofy looking no the, the Aztec hebdoman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bow down. Um, <laughs> but but, but um, I do have a crystal skull, by the way. Don't trip and fall. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a big mess. <laughs> Does anybody think that if you turn the yellow in the eyes to red, it would look identical to the cover of the Terminator DVD cover. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Schwarzenegger's in this. Yeah. Right next to Indiana Jones. Maybe Indiana Jones are going to fight Harrison Ford versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a very happy crystal skull. I mean, it's got a big it old is. smile on its face. Yeah. It is completely unlike the Governor's skull in that movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm now sorry. that we've completely derailed the train. <laughs> All right. Cover discussion. Woo-hoo. I think yeah. one thing we should keep in mind for this cover discussion is back when we did the other one, big covers where we talked about the first three, and Michael was kind enough to join us and uh, answer some questions for us. One of the questions he did answer was that the location of the four corner icons was relatively the same mean, not same meaning, but represented a similar thing okay okay in, in each book so like the top right hand corner well, image represented the same type of thing okay well right now i i don't have my alchemist cover with my book with me uh someone borrowed it and their dog ate it oh but, no uh, um <laughs> mine is actually being borrowed by my cousin so i've got it open online <laughs> okay um, well, I've got I've got my magician and my sorceress and the necromancer pulled up. I need to pull the alchemist up too. But the uh, the where the green man is um, on the sorceress, we've got the trident, which you know would be um, nearest, nearest, nearest. And then on the magician, it's the the all seeing eye there, which I would the say eye of Horus. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, but no, because. They've got the Mars logo. The Mars logo is down in the That's bottom true. right, so why would he put, you know, double 
uh, emblems because to represent. It, it has more meaning than just representing Horus, but yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it's related um, to the all-seeing eye and whatnot. Right, but where did that come into play in the magician? That is a good question. So that's where I'm kind of stumped on where. And even in the alchemist, it was the whole broken heart thing. So you know right. what? Maybe it, the location isn't all that important. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the death kanji on the necromancer, I mean, you've got Kernunos uh, on the on the on the sorceress, and you got Mars on the magician, and then you got like the hooded person on alchemist, correct? Yep. Yeah. Which um, we who we as, as uh, so maybe death is a person. Generic elder. I'm actually leaning more towards that being the Morgan. Oh, an alchemist. The death kanji. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> on the or on the alchemist. Yeah, because yeah. you know she's got the hooded cloak With the thing. Cape. Yeah. yeah, true. So I, there, we've got three elders. I think that the death kanji is kind of interesting in the fact that we're talking about a necromancer who is somebody who raises people from the dead. So yeah, I, have a, yeah, I think see, the I think whole I'm, concept of yeah. the book is, and the whole, and our whole concept and understanding of death in the series. Whereas, you know, previously when people were presumed dead, they may have shown up as characters in the book, you know, alive yeah, as a mortal. But now it's like they're dead, and they could be raised from the dead by a necromancer. Yeah, I was leaning that way too. That it didn't necessarily signify that there was going to be some major death in the series. I think there of, might of be a that character. <laughs> well, Not yet, but. I mean, probably by the end of the series. Yeah, I but, think that's a little too direct, that it would just yeah, – exactly. it's a death kanji because someone dies. I think it well, does yeah. represent Obviously, something. there's got to be death involved for a necromancer to and be sure. performing necromancy. I mean, yep. there's got to be you know, – someone's got to die or have been dead, which you know, as in the synopsis, it says they're specifically trying to raise the mother of the gods or Dee's specifically trying to raise the mother of the gods from the dead. So – it could represent the dead. It, it could that I, I don't know. I don't know. Let me uh, let me let me throw a little a little kind of theory I've been working on lately into this. Uh, kind of referencing to the black aura. I've actually been following this theory that the black aura or someone with a black aura is someone who has been necromanced, Ooh. and that their aura. And, you know, you always hear Michael saying, "Oh yeah, you'd like to have a black aura." I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. it's obviously something you don't want. I've taken that. But he from, also but he did it. He it. awarded it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, sorry, so, uh, sorry, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> you, you may be dead now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but seriously, I mean, we know it's powerful, extremely yes. powerful. But I, I'm just kind of throwing it out there that uh, I've been thinking. You know that someone who has been necromanced has a black aura, or I, I know the whole necromancy thing that that D did in in Ohio was only, you know, kept going by his concentration on them and all that. Mm-hmm. But you know, when he's trying to raise this mother of the gods, I mean, that doesn't seem like the same type of necromancy. Mm-hmm. It seems and like no, he's think- actually trying to raise her from the dead, and you know, she would not be controllable by him like a puppet like as soon as he breaks his concentration you know she's going to fall fall to the ground i yeah i agree with that what going along with the the black aura though it's interesting would we is he using black as every color or black as devoid of color yeah Uh, we had that discussion yeah (laughs) the thing about it is i'm still standing my ground with devoid 
But in any way you look at it, it's color is still light hitting your eyes, no matter how it's coming to you. So I know when you've got all the lights spectrum together, it looks white, but it's reflecting back. If no yeah. colors reflected black back, you get black. Exactly. Because whether actually, or not that has anything actually, to do with that's not. I mean, light hits colors, and what it what the colors or the object does not absorb reflects to your to your eyes. So if all of the primary colors are present, they absorb all, all of the color rays, which do not get reflected back to you. So technically, there is no light reflecting back from the item, so it is void of all color. Which makes it black. Which Got makes it. it black. Okay. See, that's my, besides that's, that, yeah, that's my kind of my, my take on it. But regardless of what the black represents as far as the color is concerned, you know, we don't even know that that has anything to do with what the power of the aura is. Couldn't have any. Could, we could be absolutely off base. Have on, nothing you know? to do with it. That could I have. Mean, I have my own little black aura theory that I've been kind of sitting on, and haven't wanted to put on the forums at all. Well, I just threw mine out there. So, um, my theory involves uh, Palamedes, because you know what? He's got a dark olive green aura, according to the books. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, Joan makes armor for herself out of her aura. It's silver. She has a silver aura. Sophie makes armor. It's silver. Shakespeare makes armor. It's yellow. Palamedes makes armor, and it's black. It's black. I mean, Palamedes' auric armor is black. And I, I, I really don't – I, I obviously can't deny what you're saying, but he was also the Black Knight. So, so it's the, theoretically he could mold his. Now, see that's see, that's where my question that. comes. That's where my question came in, which I was kind of hoping to ask Michael outside of the forums, maybe on his book tour, but whatever. I'll toss it out on the podcast. Is the answer very well could be he has better he has that kind of control over his aura. He's been doing it for a lot longer. He can make his aura armor any color he wants. Right. It could very easily be that simple. However. Paranel is perfectly capable capable of changing her white aura into a different color by laying other color masks over it. Correct. So, I mean, you know, you got the whole silver and gold, black and white. It's kind of an opposite thing. Right. So, I'm, you know, is is the ability to mask the color something that she can do because she has the white aura? So white can take all these different layers because it's white. Well, maybe black, maybe black does have this absorption power, okay? When we see his aura, Nicholas is kind of around. You know, maybe he's pulling the green in, so he gets the olive green. I mean, it could be anything. That's interesting, because actually, that was sort of where I was going with the black being all colors, is if there is a power tied to having a black aura, could it be the absorption of, and therefore the funneling of other people's auric energy? Right now, that I kind of followed that line earlier in the forums too, with uh, referencing the black aura to like similar to that of a black hole, where it would it would suck suck aura, you know, not I don't know if not power wise, maybe I don't know, or power or just aura colors from uh, the surrounding people. So I mean, that's the only thing that that I saw was just this whole he was the Black Knight, and it, but the big kicker for me was just everybody else who makes armor out of their aura. It's their it's their aura color. You've got the right. silver for for Sophie and Joan. You've got the yellow for Shakespeare. 
Good and point. it seemed it says it very prominently in the book where it's like his armor was yellow, you know, silver armor, and yet a dark green aura, and he has he makes himself his auric armor is black, and it's just that really stood out for me. And there's no explanation for it; it's just there. And a lot of the things in these series that are just there tend to be more than just there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tend to be put so there. That's my. Right. Like I said, I was kind of holding back on it because, like I said, very well could be, oh, no, he's just can control it. Right. And, and that's yeah. fine. And, you know, you know, we, we saw the, yeah. the, the gold-armored knight. I mean, we don't know who that knight was. No, we don't. assumption that it's Arthur, but we don't he know He did that. have Excalibur, right. but... He did have Excalibur. Kernunos killed, struck him down with Clarent, but we're never given a timeline or anything. They're just wearing armor. That's correct. So... Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so, back back to the way. back to the cover. We kind of hit a little tangent there. Uh, well, I guess I do think the black aura will come into play in the necromancer. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would I would yeah. agree. With oh you. yeah, with I agree the, too. With the black cover and everything. I mean, the red cover came out, and let's see here, whose color was red? Jermaine's. Yeah. Um, or was red? Um, the green of the alchemist and uh, Flamel's color was green. Did we see a blue or the sorceress, but or the blue? Yeah, but that was water. Yeah, that was water. Red and fire, wind and green doesn't. But I mean, there's also the whole black. But we've never had the title match the color either. Oh, the title is arguably because Flamel's green and the color cover was green, but you know we had the magician, but the red was for Jermaine and fire. Right. We had the sorceress, but that was the blue was the water. Magic, right. so it's kind of like yeah. But I think I do think we'll see the black, or at maybe least the black or make someone really good You know who knows, but we know yeah. the necromancer. We we've been told we have met the necromancer by the end of the sorceress. <clears throat> Correct. So back to the cover, and it is a male, and it is a male. It is in fact male. <laughs> so do you guys want to hit the? Uh, you want to hit the orbs, the four orbs uh, in the corners first? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. I think we talked. Yes. Pretty good. About yeah, we have. It. Yeah, we have. We have. We've covered them, but you know, just Breeze organizing through. it. You know, let's uh, let's go through it again here. All right, the Triskel. Well, Triskele. Triskel. Triskel. Celtic symbol. Scaddy's tattoo. Actually, I do agree that it is Scaddy's. Uh, that's what Scaddy's tattoo looks like. Besides that, uh, what Rachel said is stuff I found out. Also about uh, the Triskele, Triskel, Tres- Treskel. Let's call it Treskel. I like it better. Treskel? Three, you know, the three... Uh, Celtic nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, three things, you know, kind of like s- spiraling together around each other. Um, you know, you've got the Morgan that could represent... I'm not really sure how we can relate this to the twins. I'm not sure it has anything to do with them. Yeah, unless it's a theme that the symbol stands for. Yeah, I don't see anything on this cover that relates to the twins directly. Maybe um, Hecate is getting resurrected. Uh, That was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Maybe there's another triple goddess. Yeah. Maybe there are three triple goddesses. You know, triple, 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 triple. Well, um, Scatty has, I guess. There's three siblings, like her, Aoife, and then this mystery boy that Sophie saw. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is weird. You know, um, 
the I went looking for that because I thought that Sophie's in Sophie's memory she was seeing this boy, but it was actually not a boy. It was just Efa with her with her with a short haircut. But I actually ran across where the witch is talking about her brother. So there is a brother. For certain there is a brother. Yeah, definitely. It's Jermaine. I think. There's definitely a brother. So yeah, there's three. There's three uh siblings there. It's correct. Uh could have something to do with that. I that that one's really kinda up in the air for me. There's so many things that it, it could relate to. But I, I do think that's what Scotty's tattoo looks like. I agree. So And there's probably a good reason why her tattoo looks that way. Yes. Exactly. It relates <laughs> to one of the other things is my guess. Yes. Right. All right, Green Man, which we're, we you know we still haven't gotten confirmation that it's the Green Man, but it's the Green Man. It Pretty looks much. exactly like a lot of the There's pictures I've seen. Not much, yeah. If you've seen anything, any kind of sculptures of the Green Man, that's pretty much him. So not I mean, much. I guess my my thought on him earlier when we talked about the whole Arthurian legend link with, with right. the Green Man and yeah. him possibly being an archon or. A creation of an archon, or yeah, I, I think yeah. he's. I think I, it, my my initial thing was that he was. Um, a, after I read that part about the wild hunt, that he was either a failed experiment or a experiment experiment gone wrong with Cernunos, um, maybe, or maybe even Cernunos's offspring. Mm-hmm. You know, we do we know if I mean elders can reproduce. You know, can can the archons reproduce? He could turn out to be. A good weapon against Kernunos as well. Yeah, could be. Yep, absolutely. The only other thing I saw about the Green Man was it symbolizes rebirth, which I think is interesting considering all the death theme that's going on. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so you've got the rebirth in one corner and the death opposing it, kind of. But then you've also got this sunstone in the center that we'll talk about in a little bit. Hi, Sophie. <laughs> yeah. Sophie um, showed up to say hi. But, uh, well, yeah, it, we've got the sunstone that represents this cycle of, you know, kind of calendar type thing. So you kind of got this circle of birth and death and, yeah. Yeah, because right. the green man can also represent the male aspect of the female goddess in terms of birth and, and um, the change of the seasons, all of those sort of things. I mean, I have a feeling it's more literal and it's we're going to meet the green man. Right. I mean, because there's nothing really else on here that, on the cover that seems to signify a, a new character except for that, and that seems blatant. Quite yeah. you know, on the it's, and we've had we've had other blatant things where we had the symbol for Mars, right? And the Cronus. I mean, you know, in the in the sim, yeah, I mean, that was that was a little more metaphorical representation of him. Yeah, it just I guess. Being, right, with it just being a horned creature, right? Which led to Cernuno, so... Yeah, it did lead there. I mean, on you know, we had the Poseidon's Trident, which we were all incredibly wrong about. <laughs> exactly. So, we quite were. I mean, there's the butterfly link to Jermaine on the magician cover. Yep. Right. I don't think there was any way to possibly link that before reading the book. No. I don't think the Comte de Saint Germain loved butterflies or anything. He may have. So, <laughs> did, he could have. Death kind of... <laughs> Angie Kanji. Yeah, now this is interesting because of the Oriental guy with uh, with Ifa, mm-hmm. and this is uh, a Japanese Kanji, and we know that Scatty was in Japan uh, creating martial arts 
as we know it. Um, and we know Machiavelli com- collects the Japanese masks. The uh, kabuki. Yes, kabuki masks. He does collect kabuki masks. Um, I think it's... But that seems a little, like, just eccentric, weird kind of obsession <laughs> to me. Because More than... Can. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> it's it, it's interesting. In Chinese numerology, um, because that symbol is the Japanese symbol, but the Chinese character is really close. And in Chinese numerology, the number four is considered unlucky because it's a homonym for the character that means death and dying. Mm-hmm. And... What was interesting to me in some of the other Mayan research is that the calendar is very much divided into into four sections in terms of um, the the cycles and the worlds coming and ending and those sorts of things. So the number four with the death kanji seemed to be very linked to me. I didn't get much further than that, but I thought it was very interesting that and this the, is the, fourth character, book. the characters are also very similar. It is. It is. It's Shibon, by the way. Number, yes, number four, exactly right. Number four in Japanese is Shibon. Wow, I'm impressed. I I speak Japanese. Sorry, in case you didn't know. Didn't know that. Didn't well, care. I kind of I kind of did in the commercial too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you caught that. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa on, does really. not count. Konnichiwa. <laughs> whip. The whip. Indiana Jones. When a problem comes along. Oh, please don't. I'm going to have that song stuck in my head for the next three days. Sean, where are you, man? I thought you were supposed to back me up on these. I thought you'd be, like, on top of that. (sighs) What a waste. Sorry, I don't like you, though. Um, Whip, yeah. You know, besides, it it is a bullwhip. That's pretty much how it's depicted. That's what makes me believe it's the whip that's been mentioned a few times about the Gorgon's head snakes being yeah the Medusa, the Medusa head the Medusa snake thing whip uh, actually I think it's only been mentioned once which makes Perry like I mean we knew she was bad really she grabbed Medusa by the head and cat was cat fighting with her and just ripped the snakes from her scalp and then and then and then she tied them together and like beat her with him. <laughs> You've given this a lot of thought, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> he had a dream. Can you imagine how awesome that is? But Paranel's so. not very powerful. No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, but she can melt stuff. <laughs> she can melt metal. Melt yeah, metal snakes out of a woman's head. <laughs> that's, uh... My personal that... Paranel theory is she's going to turn out to be one of the most powerful characters in the book. Yeah, I think but you're right. I digress. <laughs> I think you're quite right. I think you're very right. But you know, we we we've also seen it the the whips used as uh, orc energy, all that jazz and stuff. <laughs> the other thing, like based on like we're saying with how you now kind of trying to combine all four of these images, we've got the Trisket, which we think is. The Trisket, which is not a cracker. Trisket. The, the Synopsi, which <laughs> is let the man we, speak. You know, we I think we're in pretty much agreement that it's going to be like Scatty's tattoo. Yeah, you know, we've got the the whip, which is something that's been mentioned and things, and the Green Man, which has the obvious links to Kranunos, and 
you know, it just seems like a lot of these relate to things we already – there's some relation to things we already know. So I've got a feeling this book is going to have a lot more – I got a feeling that the Necromancer is going to be a lot more backstory than current story. I mean certainly the plot is going to move forward because it's six books and this is the fourth book. I just have this feeling that we're going to – we're gonna. this book's going to be more about answering some of the other questions. Backstory you mean in terms of visiting other people's memories, other people's – just yeah, well, you yeah know, we're gonna learn thing. more. Of, we're gonna learn more about. I mean, we've been told we're gonna learn more about Germain in this book on the forum, which is why I believe Saint Germain is the necromancer. One of the many reasons why I believe Germain's a necromancer. But there's there's so many questions about people's past that with only three books left and so much still left to happen with the present storyline, there's not a lot of time to get in all that backstory. Right. But I think this one we're gonna. I think we're gonna get some backstory on this one. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know about the whole, you know, with overview or if we can make an overview with like putting all the four images together. Because you know, if you kind of go back to the old covers, you know, they seem to all be independent. Mm -hmm. I mean, they hardly ever relate to each other. Like specifically, you look at Sorceress. I mean, you got the spider, which is obviously Rapunzel, who's on Alcatraz. I guess you kind of could relate that to uh, Nereus, but they never even like. Were together. Mm -hmm. Robin up talked about him. They both have eight legs. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know you got Cronunos, which wasn't in either of the other two's, and then um, Stonehenge, which I guess Cronunos kind of was at Stonehenge. So there's that. But they seem to be always kind of be independent. All right, Crystal Skull. Yeah, Crystal Skull. You know, obviously going into where we can tell this book is going. Um, with the Mayan Incan kind of whole thing with the Mayan calendar. What is that, the sun, Sunstone? Is that what that's called in the middle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Sunstone thing um, and how big the uh, the crystal skulls were to them and in their area. Um, that one seems kind of kind of obvious. I, I don't know how it's going to be used. I really like this depiction of the lights like blaring out of its eyes. And it's actually, if you can, if you can see it, it's like, like burning. Smoke. Yeah. It's like burning the stone where it's hitting it. You can see the streams of red smoke coming off of it, which is pretty cool. I, I'm not real – I don't really have a whole lot of research on how people think the crystal skulls were used or what they were used for. So. Yeah, I've, the, the things I had come across thus far were sort of far-fetched and weren't supported themselves, so I don't have a big theory on the crystal skulls yet. Right. Yeah, I mean there's, there's, there's a lot out there. I don't think – it's going to serve much purpose for us to go into great detail on them. There are skulls that are crystals, and Indiana Jones found one. <laughs> exactly. yeah, I was just going to say, the only thing I know about and crystal it was a skulls terrible movie. I learned from the movie. It was. It was Awful. not a good movie. Not a good movie. I mean, the um, big thing with, with the calendar stone is that whole December 12th to, or December 21st, 2012, has nothing to do with the series. It's been said a few times by Michael. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but you know the thing about it is if you if you've done any research on the actual sunstone itself, there's each component inside of the each drawing or what you whatever you call it that's on the stone, glyph. like represents yeah glyph. Let's go with glyph. Represents something, and uh, there's there's the four elements are on there. Um, well, I think that's really interesting as it relates to our series and learning yeah. the elemental magics. 
Right. The elements uh, are, are in there. Um, it really doesn't go into time, but you know the, the other four elements are represented on there. Um, oh, the calendar, Jeff. <laughs> oh, well, I guess you've got me there. <laughs> but, I actually <laughs> found a really interesting site that it shows the the image of the sunstone, but then you can click on the different parts, and it says what each part means. So maybe I'll yeah, post that well, on the forum. I found I found something similar to that, but it's it's one image, and instead of like clicking on whatever you want to know about, um, it's actually got like an arrow coming off, and then the description of what that is like off to the side. Okay, maybe so we'll post some of those. Yeah, it's basically the same thing, kind of you're you're talking about. The other part I thought was interesting about the Sunstone was the mythology around the end, the different endings of the worlds, and um, that perhaps the ending of the fourth world was uh, could be linked to the fall of Donatalis in our series, and that the way it ended and the way we move forward from that I think is is interesting, and because I think it was the. The, the ending of the fourth world was something like fire or water or something like that. And so are we in the fifth world that the Mayans – not related to the December 21st stuff, but the um, just in terms of their mythology. Right. How does that link to our books? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I, f- I found that, that image that I was, uh, I was just telling you guys about. Um, a little busy. Yeah. It's really busy, um, but – you know, if you can, if you take the time and and read all of that on there, there's some really good stuff you'll find out. The epochs. Um, this is exactly what what Rachel, what you were just talking about, mm-hmm. with the different ends. Um, the second epoch, the end of the which, uh, end of the <laughs> the end of which humanity <laughs> was destroyed by strong winds. It's funny that I said witch and it was it was air. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then uh you know you've got the jaguar and mm-hmm. the jaguar however you want to say it i'm i'm kind of slangy so yeah whatever <laughs> one of those well i actually thought it was interesting in terms of the um some of the memories that i think it was i think it was some of the memories that sophie was uh accessing some of the witch's memories that had scat hatch standing in front of large creatures of one sort or another mm-hmm. and how that might tie to you know different times where the world has fallen or defense of the world or those sorts of things in terms of the the um epics of the of the sunstone as you were saying right yeah which the um the first is uh what i was just was just going to say of the epochs or epics in which the giants epoch, actually <laughs> epoch, <laughs> I think you're right yeah epochs in uh, in which the giants who had been uh, created by the gods lived. So um, there's also the water, uh, the fourth epoch. Everything everything in the world perished because of uh, terrific storms and torrential rains that covered the earth. Where's the other one at? Yeah, the fire one. Uh, the third epoch in which everything was extinguished by the rain of lava and fire. Men were transformed at this time into birds, thus saving themselves from the slaughter. Which certainly could also speak to the some of the elders or the next generation's ability to change into animals or to help other people change into animals and 
those sorts of things. It's interesting that that's the third um, that's their third world essentially. So that would suggest right. that we're now we're currently living in the fourth. Right. Right. Exactly. And that perhaps. Well, the no, wait a second. The fifth is the next to last. The fifth epoch is their solar is um, in their solar age means the next. I'm sorry, the next and last destruction of human life in the world. Uh, this symbol is used here as a frame for the central signs. That's the uh, earthquake, is what they're calling. Is what they're calling right. it as earthquake. The, earthquake. the fifth, fifth um, epoch. So we're living within the fifth. Apparently, the, the, right? If we're going with the mythology of this. Correct. Of, of Correct. the sunstone. Right. Exactly. So. There's a lot of information out there, guys, about the Sunstone, so you know if you feel inclined. Um, actually, when this podcast goes live, uh, Jamie, if you want to keep this link for this image and maybe post it. Okay. Yeah, and I'll post both um, of the ones, the other one I have too. Yeah, so just so you know, everybody can have can take a look at it and see what we're talking about while we're talking about it. So that's pretty much the cover. Back in our first covers episode, we talked about the alchemy symbols going around the, the edges and how they kind of related to each other in the first and second book. book but then the third book, it wasn't. It was kind of like an out of sequence thing. This uh, is is out of sequence as well. It's 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 a new sequencing. It doesn't like relate from from any of the last books. So there's that. Okay, let's talk about the first chapter of the Necromancer, which Eva shows up. Yeah, Eve shows up. Um, twins. Actually, we actually get to see uh, Aunt Agnes in this. Mm-hmm. She's actually there, and she is an old woman. <laughs> or is she? That's a discussion for another time. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on and on about that. But yes, the uh, the twins, of course, they're back in San Francisco from uh, from the end of the Sorceress. Which is, you know, what I gotta admit. I was kind of taken back by that, that they were kind of like left alone to just go to yeah, Agnes' place. I was when really I read surprised. it, I thought, where, where, where are Nicholas and Paranel? I mean, what? I was they very apart for a long time. Guys. Well, yeah, there is that, but <laughs> um, you know, I would think protecting the twins would be a little bit more important. Um, I was quite surprised to find them alone. Hmm. Maybe they weren't. I'm wondering if they dropped them off about a block and a half up the road. I don't know. Yeah, but still, I just... I, they I, might I know who Aunt Agony is. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Or maybe Aunt Agus, Agnes would recognize them. Yeah, that's possible. They I mean, there may be... That, that may be the, the key to you know the whole thing is, you know, well, why are they alone? Well, because Flamel and Paranel could not go to see Aunt Agnes because they know who she is and she knows who they are maybe right exactly that wouldn't be a good thing no so but then i guess it begs begs the question of um how come she didn't know who Eve was Mm -hmm. maybe she did it's possible i don't know if she saw her though i mean she was inside she saw the asian man yeah Oh yeah, yeah i knew that he kind of pushed her to the side right exactly you know went right in but Aoife was outside, wasn't she? Yeah, she, yeah, she was like, outside in the car. Because they all were like, Scatty, yay! Yeah. Not so much. Yeah, apparently not. She <laughs> doesn't strike so, me as an overly kind person. <laughs> no, doesn't sound like it, does it? So there's been some talk on the forums about about the uh, the Japanese guy. 
and he's he's isn't he noted in there as being like just being like her driver? I think he's like a bodyguard kind of thing. Right. I can't Not remember. That the, I don't know that I can even pronounce the name of the of the person in mythology that people in the forum think that he is. Begins with a C, like C H U something something. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it would be him. Oh, the Cuchillan. Cuchillan. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's an Irish. He's major Irish Celtic. Irish. Yes. Involved. Yeah. He wouldn't be a Japanese. I don't think it would be him. You wouldn't think, but you know, you've also got the whole history of of Skadok in in Japan, very early Japan. Um. So maybe he came back to train with her from Japan. I don't know. I don't, know. I, I don't see him being the Kuchelain being Asian. It's it, it's possible, but I agree with you. I, I don't I don't see that being him. But and Kuchelain was like a hero warrior of the people. He wouldn't yeah. be like shoving an old. Well, woman out. I don't know. I mean, you know, he there was the whole triangle love triangle thing with uh, well, Skadok and. And, and That's my and, thing is if they both had this huge falling out with, over this guy, I'm not sure if he would be necessarily present in one alive or in either of their lives currently. <laughs> right. If it caused this big like rift between them. So. Well, no. If, I mean, if he chose if he chose Efa over Skatok, I mean, you know, Efa's going to be fine with it because that's what she wanted. True. But so, you know. It's possible. It's possible it could be him. I'll say that. I'm leaning towards somebody else completely. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you there too, but it's... It, I mean, he might not that. even be anybody. He's just the guy. Uh, I don't know. Just the guy to bring in an Asian element? The only sure. thing about that is is the is the Japanese kanji. Yeah. Um, that 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 links that for me, the him, him being more than just a nobody. It certainly speaks to a connection to Asia. Yes. One way or the other. Correct. Moving on. So that's really all we get from from the first chapter. That chapter, yeah. 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 Which is actually big. I mean, we say that's all we get, but I mean, really, we you know, you think that's a big deal. So. And then we have yeah. we just recently got the synopsis for the necromancer, which didn't didn't give up a whole lot of information if you ask me. No. Mother of the gods is uh, really all we get first, from it. Yeah, that's the, the first big one. Two, um, the like, San Francisco and Alcatraz. Yeah, there's nothing new in there. That's a recap. Those are both recaps. Yeah. yeah. And um the only thing we get new out of this is that D needs the help of an archon because basically his elders are out to kill him. Actually they're not out to kill him. They're out to remove his immortality to the point Which, would kill. Him. Oh yes. No, 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 yeah, that's that's why he's not dead as it is. That's why he's he in, live- Yeah, that's why he's still yeah. alive because they can revoke that at any time in any place. It has and to be revoked just, with a with a touch though. No, 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 no. No, it has to be uh the the, the initiation of it has to be with a touch. Because I believe the revocation the revocation no. of it also has to be done. Well, if you remember Machiavelli and D were sitting in Machiavelli's place on the phone and they looked at each other and it specifically says they were wondering they were just waiting for both of them to turn into dust the thing that the thing that that these elders need him alive or need him to be close to them for is not to revoke it it's to, to give it reinstate it just before he dies mm-hmm. 
So he lives as a very, so he, very old man. Yeah. Old, crippled body. And he can't even – he won't even be able to move. But that's why he's still alive. That's why it hasn't been revoked and he's just you know turned into ash because they have to be there to touch him, to lay hands on him to reinstate it before he actually dies. So to get away from that, he I guess he's got to protect himself by siding with Archons. Um, apparently he believes – I guess the Archons obviously are more powerful than his Dark Elders. Um well, or I at least as powerful. They could powerful. they could protect him. enemies. I think maybe he wants the help not only for protection, but from the standpoint that if he can... I think he's still got the idea in his head that if he can get his hands on one or both of the twins, that it's either going to redeem him or he can use them to his advantage. Correct. Yeah, and the but, whole you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend thing. Yeah, what's he going to offer the Archons to, to get them to, to help him? You well, know, my guess we, is... I mean, he's a, a consummate liar, and yeah. my guess is he will tell them that he will help them ascend. He will help them come back to power and right. defeat the elders, whether or not that's actually what he means. Or whether or not they want to. I mean, they may not even want that. You know, yeah. um, uh, you don't know the story the Archon yet. We've seen, the Archon we've seen, Carnunos, uh, I mean, he, he yep, seems pretty, pretty complacent in, in where he is. You know, he doesn't – He obeys the elders. Well, I don't know that he obeys him, but he was returning a favor mm-hmm. when he came when he came to help D. He, he literally says, "I'm re- I'm repaying an old debt." So you know that kind of thing. I don't I don't know that he follows their their commands, but he was you know helping them at that point. Now I got the impression that the mother of the gods might be be an archon that he is getting help from. Yeah, well, you know, there's something. Says- well. He needs the help of the Archons, but for his plan to work, he must raise the mother of the gods. gods. Right. That, it, it's interesting. I mean, or it could be, I mean, it could be a Titan. I mean, yeah, she I, may I be know I'm, I, I have a tendency towards Greek mythology anyway, but. Well, the Titans, I believe, you know, the Titans are probably Archons or Great well, Elders or something. So, I mean. Right. Great Elders are Archon, depending. Yeah. Yeah, the line kind of blurs there, but the mother because of the gods may be the link between the archons and the elders. And the elders. Yes. That's so, a good point. Because, I mean, yeah. as far as the titans are concerned, we've already heard um, with fire and um, Prometheus. Uh, we've already wow, heard. The name's completely escaped. Prometheus. Prometheus is a titan. Prometheus. Right. We've we already heard right. that the titans, that there are titans for one, and that the titans have produced elders because Scaddy's arrow uh, in the alchemist is dipped in the blood of a titan, which was the parent Ecate. Right. So we know there are beings that they call titans and that there's a link between titans and elders. Whether they're great elders, um, you know, you could lean that way because their their offspring, you know, produced Hecate. Um, yeah, so. All right. but yeah, I mean, the mother of the gods, I mean, the obvious thing is Gaia. Yeah, well, right. But I mean, obviously uh, that that's that's Greek mythology. So Gaia, yada yada yada, whatever her name no, was, other mythology. No, but Gaia was the mother of the actual mother of the gods, though. I know you're saying, I know what you say. The that's, mother of the that's mother. That's what I'm saying. The obvious mother of the gods yeah. would be Gaia, who was the mother of the gods. She was the, the mother. Father of the, of the gods was Kronos. Well, no, wait a second. Well, who, who her daughter is? Shia. Uh. I mean, Gaia birthed gods. Gaia birthed, well, Gaia birthed the Titans, the Titans birthed the gods. So, I mean, it's 
Well, that's the that's that's you know just a mythology. That's one mythology. Right. I mean, Gaia birth theory is Gaia. Well, I mean, there's. Well, I think you're right? you can go to every mythology and find a mother, quote unquote, of the gods. And exactly. I think based on how this series is laid out, they're probably all or a majority of them synonymous with one another. So exactly. Like Mars is the same as seven other different, you know. Exactly. Right. So, but I mean, there's also which someone found on the forum that there is a mother of the gods myth in Celtic mythology that's named Danu. Mm-hmm. That's correct. But yeah. is da- Danu could very easily be Gaia. Could very easily be a hundred other mother of the gods. So it's so hard to really say it's this person when there's right. All of these mythologies are linked. Is Rhea? Yes. That Rhea is who I was. Rhea is who I was thinking of, because Rhea is the daughter of Gaia, and Rhea is is who um, is who's actually referred to as in well in like what I assume and all of them guys. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I can see what you're saying is Gaia is the mother of Rhea and mother. I remember before you know before the sorcerer had come out, I had pegged Gaia as the possible elder of, of D, but I don't believe that to be the case anymore with the whole double voice male female thing but right so i mean with all the cross mythology stuff it's impossible to say yes or no because they could very easily be the same person yep right exactly this person who is also known as that person who is also right okay well maybe it'll be um jules (laughs) exactly (laughs) she is the mother of the forums not and the mother of the websites not the mother of the gods maybe the the mother of the the gods is a hebdomad (laughs) she's a hebdomad right but now the question comes into play. You think Before a that, hebdomad would know what a hebdomad is? <laughs> you would think. <laughs> you think you think we would be privy to that information? <laughs> and the other, the other key from the synopsis is for that he'll have to train a necromancer, and the twins of legend will make the perfect pupils, which I find interesting because it seems to be that D is a pretty powerful necromancer. So why would he need? another necromancer to do the work is it because he's really weak right now is it because the spell requires two that's what i was thinking that's what yeah me too that's what <laughs> but I then going. again you know then we have this whole thing of okay then who do we think the necromancer is do we think it's a d b the person he's training c someone completely different i, I don't think it's someone he's training i think it's going it, it, it's not going to be you know Someone who's a freshly new necromancer. No, I agree. No. Yes. So. I think the necromancer is going to be someone that it's going to come to pass where Flamel's going to find out that D is trying to raise the mother of the gods. And he knows that he could really use Josh to do it. Because we know it's a male. The necromancer's male, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, and in order to prevent that, maybe Flamel takes. Josh to the necromancer to be trained in necromancy to raise their own army of the dead. Because as it's been said, just because it seems like a dark magic, it's not the magic that's... I'm not even going to use the word. It's, it's not the magic that's evil, it's the person using it. Yeah. Which is all a perception. But the... So, I mean, I think the necromancer is going to be the person who ends up training the twin. In my In my mind. Or... If there's no training involved, it's going to be the necromancer is going to be on the good guys quote unquote side. He's going to be on the side of Flamel and the twins. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
That's my feeling. Okay. Right. As far as who it might be. I don't. I'm not sure about my that. My money's on Jermaine. Because we were told that the, the necromancer would be somebody acting in a new way. Which could very easily mean anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Haven't, the only person we've seen perform necromancy would be D. So anybody but him doing necromancy would be a character acting in a new way. Right. Unexpected way. And it's that whole new way that is leaning me away from Shakespeare because we've seen him do the, imagine, the imaginative spells. I, right. I tend to th- say, see that more as synonymous with a warlock, though, than a and, necromancy. And as do I, because someone said it was a, con- a warlock is a conjurer, mm-hmm. one of the main definitions of it, and that was obvious mm-hmm. conjuring. Yeah, but, you know, we may not have even met the warlock yet. There may be – we may meet the warlock in the next book, and this guy's conjuring stuff right and left. I called so, Jermaine before the Sorceress came out way back in during our second podcast about Jermaine. So do we all get to I laugh see. when you're wrong? That's perfectly fine. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's uh, – but it's not – it's just so – it's not a shot in the dark because no, we I, know he trained with the Witch of Endor. Right, and, and but Dora. per the series, per the series, for the information that we've gotten from the books, we don't know that she's she's a necromancer. No, but there's still a lot of the information we have from the books. Necromancerus. Ne- no, necromancer. Necromancer. It's, it's male yes. and female. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Anyway, so, so we only if know that. trained with her and she was solid. a necromancer, then he could very easily also be a necromancer but you know that same argument can be used for shakespeare training with d mm-hmm. which yep. is fine we've yep. been told on the forum specifically from michael that you will learn a lot more about saint germain in book four well you'll learn a lot more about nicholas Flamel in book four yeah does that mean he's a necromancer yeah i mean we're <laughs> <laughs> we're but there's obviously a lot we don't i think i think we know more about shakespeare than we know about germain i mean germain can see ley lines he's yeah. got a lot of secrets I just I, I that I'm still sticking with my initial theory that that Saint Germain is going to be the necromancer. I've got Shakespeare pegged as the warlock. Okay. That's my connections. Right. That's a guess. Could be. I'm still I know I'm, still I'm vastly outnumbered. Yeah, I'm still I'm leaning towards Shakespeare. By the by the Shakespeare I, guesses. I could just be, you know, following the the crowd, but I was saying Shakespeare back when we were first reading the Sorceress too. Shakespeare's definitely my my second guess. I mean, if it's if it's not Saint Germain, it's going to be Shakespeare. It's it's one of the two. But for me, I'm leaning to the Germain side. Well, really, I mean, part of it is what exactly does Michael mean by acting in a different way? And that's open to so many different interpretations as you said. You know, is it somebody bad acting, quote unquote bad acting, quote unquote good? Someone switching sides, someone, you know, all of those sorts of things. Right. And depending on what your interpretation of that is will determine right. what you, where you think that's going. Correct. Who you think is the better. Yeah, it's completely open. That's that's kind of like his, his, you know, Michael's whole thing. So, is to give you just enough information for you not to figure it out. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um... I think we've uh, pretty much exhausted necromancer no. talk as much as possible. <laughs> I wouldn't say we exhausted it, but it's exhausted me. So <laughs> yeah, 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 we're pretty exhausted from listening to you, Sean. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> like jaws starting to fall asleep. <laughs> so well, that would be a first. <laughs> um, so moving on, I am 
going to do another random quote for this month for you guys to figure out and send in your responses as to what book, chapter, and who said it. His aura flared. His aura flared. Um, (laughs) Here is is the quote. The necromancer is a male. Chris is in Hawaii. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. I'm glad we didn't see what passed by. Okay, that's the uh, random quote. So if you guys can find that in one of the three books and uh, find out, you know, what book, what chapter, who said it, send it in to awakenings at fullmels-immortal-portal.com. And, you know, we're switching things up this month, and we're going to have a random winner of the winner. So the fastest in no longer is the winner. So, you know... Jay Myers, feel free to uh, jump in there as soon as possible because doesn't mean you're going to win. We're going to draw them randomly. Let's see. we got some special things going on uh, this coming month, or at least one special thing going on. Jamie, you want to you wanna, you wanna run with that? Sure. Uh, we've had a lot of these lately, but we have another birthday for one of our portocasters. Yes, Sean gave himself up right away. <laughs> you guys have to sing. <laughs> Uh, no, Jamie, you can just play one of the happy birthday scenes from last time. You can Perhaps. play me the one that was in uh, French. No, the Danish, um, the, Swedish, the Danish, Danish one. Danish. Okay. Yeah, because really, you don't want me to sing. That's <laughs> what everybody says. No. Apparently, no, none of the portal casters or guest portal casters are singers. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it's a birthday, it's, you don't want me singing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sean. Sean's having a birthday. How about that? Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Happy Sean. Birthday. Getting old. I'm going to be uh, 27. Oh, wow. Oh, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> catching up to Jeff. Catching I'm up old. to me. Wow. Yeah, you better catch out, Jeff. You. Actually, you're catching up with me. <laughs> um, so we'll see here. Jamie, you're what? 26? 27. 27. Oh, yeah, 27. He'd be hit. Okay, so Sean was the baby, or is he is still the baby by a couple months. How about that? Yep. <laughs> and uh, just for the record here, Rachel, how old are you? I'm going to be 43 next month. Okay, so... I'm an outlier. Birthday after birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try to remember to wish you happy birthday next month. Then. Aw, thank you. <laughs> and if not, happy birthday uh, ahead of time. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, happy birthday. <laughs> but... That's all for uh, for this episode. Uh, on the next episode, you can catch us talking about Shakespeare and Palamedes. We're going for a two for this time, so really make sure this, to this answer the random, the uh, quote of the month and the poll once those get decided on. Absolutely, those, those will be uh, go to the portal on the podcast page and look over to the right a little bit and you'll see the QOM and the poll. We love seeing the uh, responses from the QOM, and we've been getting some a lot of them. On the last couple episodes, so yeah, and and real good uh, responses too, guys. I mean, we we want you to think about your answers, and you know, we'll discuss them on here and on the show. For homework, you all have to read the complete works of Shakespeare. <laughs> yes, and yes. maybe you can leave us some answering machine monologues. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> After you vote for us on Podcast Alley, exactly. Podcast Alley, you can, exactly. You can leave us some monologues from Richard the Third, which I've done. I'm plugging okay, myself complete works, here. The sonnets, the comedies, the tragedies, the histories, the whole thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely everything. 
All read them all. Maybe read we'll get all. Sean to recite some Shakespeare. Recite one sonnet I have memorized. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe I'll recite some of the Shakespeare I've had to do over yeah, the years go. on the next podcast. If you're that, good, that would be interesting. If we get um, 25 votes on Podcast Alley, if here's here's you know we usually get what 11, 12. Yeah, somewhere in there. All right, tell your friends if we get 25 votes, I'll recite Shakespeare on the next podcast. Right on, do it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it's also uh, of note to say that it will be our one-year anniversary. Next podcast will be. So how about that, guys? Yeah. It's the paper anniversary, isn't it? It is. It is. It's the paper anniversary. It's when we started the page and we released the teaser podcast that basically introduced us to huh. you, the listeners. We and started the – well, we started the portal this month in October. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. The, hey, forum, we didn't mention that, the, did we? The, the, I think the forum went live sometime around now, beginning of the month. Oh, happy birthday but, to the forum. Yes, yeah. and the, the actual portal went live. I believe it was October 22nd was our first news post. So It was. That was the day that it actually – the portal actually went live was the 22nd. And the forum really didn't go live too much uh, before that. It was registered in early October, but we there did a lot of – There were a few people that, that joined up. Exactly. Yeah, we like, did uh, a lot we're of, not technically ready yet, but yeah, we, we did a lot of tweaking with what what kind of topics we were going to cover, and you know, we wanted to get everything uh, right with with Michael, and you know, what was acceptable for for us to be able to talk about and to go through and stuff. So we spent a couple weeks tweaking the form and stuff before it actually went live. But yeah, this this is eight hundred members month. later, big month, guys. You guys have really uh, amazed me with uh, with your support behind us on this. And, I don't think uh, any of us expected to have 800 members by, you know, one year one later. Year. No, no, that's I mean, uh, pretty phenomenal. This is, I mean, well, let's see how many. Let's see how many do we actually have? We had 766 members as of this recording. Right, that's very. Cool. I mean, in in one year, we've had well over 750 people join up, and I mean, not everyone's a poster, but you know, we've got got a lot of people that post some really good stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. This, this has grown a lot faster than any of us could have thought. Yeah, and you know, with we hoped, but you know, <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, with the talks of uh, of, of possible movies, I mean, it's just going to go up from here. So, um, tell we your friends, appreciate get your friends yeah, to read the books and join absolutely. the forum. Absolutely. Even if they don't read the books, join the forum. Check out the site. Exactly. So, anyway, that's uh, that's all for this episode. Uh, until the next Legate opens, this is. Jamie, Jeff, Sean, and Rachel, signing off. Warning, this podcast may induce uncontrollable laughter resulting in stares, glares, and strange looks from members of the general public. Please take the appropriate steps to protect yourself from these embarrassing moments. Or aquas, aquas, aquos. How would you say that? Just aquas. The E on the end messes me up. Synopsi. A.K.A. aquosi. Chris is in Hawaii. You can edit this out, Jamie, if we disagree. <laughs> Chris is in Hawaii. It's a good message. Awesome.
Snip. Snip. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> Chris is in Hawaii. The cre the the cream man. Yeah. What am I doing? Konnichiwa. Tashiwa Nihango ga Skushi Wakaimaska. Josu Jalimasen. You're gonna have to edit that out, James. That would be that can be a it can be an outtake. Please tell me it was clean. <laughs> but it was like I uh I understand Japanese but I'm not very good at it. Chris is in Hawaii. Hekate which Hekate. I'm watching Hekate. Kanunos. <laughs> Sir No <Nonos. laughs> Um Chris is in Hawaii. And that was actually not it. <laughs> it wasn't. That was the first one that it, it that's it's in the exact same spot on this on the very next page. Oh my gosh! I, I click. I guess I was scrolling in one box and was accidentally scrolling in. That's this still box. a pretty good one, though. Yeah. It's fine. We can keep it. But that wasn't it. Dang it! Where did it go? I don't even know what page it was on. That. <laughs> Chris is in Hawaii. Rah, rah, rah.